are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. This is Let's Get Comfortable with Jimmy B. Randy, how big are your dumps after these competitions? And Patty Mo. I'm cheeky. Wow. I'm snuggly. Whoa. And I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> Headphones on. Pants off. Welcome back, folks, on a Wednesday to Let's Get Comfortable. I'm Jimmy B. Patty Moe. And what a delectable, Pat, a delectable. We've used delectable before. Yeah, we probably have. We've used every word in the dictionary to describe (laughs) it. (laughs) Wonderful intro by our main man, Sam, kicking it on the ones and twos with us tonight again, working with us because we are pains in his ass. (laughs) We'll give you some drinks, though. But we really appreciate it. Uh, Folks, welcome to Let's Get Comfortable, the most comfortable podcast you're going to listen to. Um, Pat, how you been, sir? It's been a been a, been a week. But. Yeah, but I, I saw you Monday. I'm oh, I'm yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. We went to Seamus. Come on. I'm oh, sorry. You, you've been in a fog. I'm good. You yeah. are. You're hazy. I'm just coming down over the sickness. We were just talking. Um, boy, I've been on the go. Wedding yes. week in Jamaica. Come back. I'm home for four days. I then I go to Rhode Island for my buddy Rob and Amy's wedding. Man. Uh. By the way, Newport, Rhode Island, incredible place. Really? I'd go there this weekend if I if I could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, get to Rhode Island, especially, specifically Newport, everybody, if you are listening and uh, looking for a place to go. I'd say it's a can't-miss place in your lifetime. It's traveling Jim. He's always going somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 from, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Denver over here. No, but I, I, I was sick before we left. Mm-hmm. Did a lot of partying while we were out there, so mm-hmm. clearly didn't focus on getting better. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I came back, and we were just talking about this outside in the hall before we came in. I just had to bite the bullet and say, you know what? Screw it. I'm not getting regular meds over the counter are not getting the job done. I got to hit up the urgent care up the street, which is awesome. And uh, they gave me a steroid shot right in my ass. Right in the ass, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The guy's like... Have uh, you ever had that before? I have. Okay. And so I knew it was coming. Yeah. In fact, I was looking forward to it because the steroid always like immediately helps. I mean, I had sinus pressure, just horrible pain. But then I started to think like, this dude just straight up walked in was like, all right, man, pull your pants down. I got to get this in your ass. And I was like, whoa. Well, he didn't say ass. He was like, like in your Like, butt. hey, we got to talk about this. Like, my name's Jim. Right. And, and you are Daryl. Right, right. Like, at least get get on a first name acquaintance, you exactly. know. Exactly. It was just like, uh, all right, uh, I'm going to need uh, I'm gonna need your butt cheeks out. So pull your pants down. And, and mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just like right here. Or, and he was like, well. You can uh, bend, please bend over this chair. You can use the back of the chair to hold on to. Oh, my oh, goodness. All right. But, but I felt myself just like, okay, here I go. Just taking my pants off. Like you just said, take your pants off. His job, just he just comes in here. He says, yep, take your pants off. And you're, people, you're okay. Yeah, sure. So then I was thinking, of course, my, my sick mind was like, oh, man, I bet like half his day probably totally sucks. You know, you got to come in here. You're giving probably old dudes and old ladies and, you know, fat short guys like me having them pull their pants down but there's got to be like a five percent of like hot chicks that come in and he just is just like all right gotta pull your pants down i gotta get this right in your ass i mean are they just like okay you're okay sounds good i would imagine a female probably gets involved for that circumstance but maybe if he's the only one but yeah so no i've been there like at least three times in the past six months. You're a popular for, resident. At yeah. The, yeah. I mean, for different things. No joke. And, I mean, they like know me by name. Like, by, hey, Jim, by what will it be this week? Right. And I've had, I don't think that's the case because I've had women and men both administering this steroid shot in my ass. And in, and in fact, two of the three times it's been women. And I'm like, I'm thinking, because I, you know, we'll get in a little personal here, Pat, but. I got no hair on my ass cheeks. I I just got smooth as a baby's bottom down there. So I'm thinking, (laughs) you want to see an ass when I pull my pants down. I'm sure this is a nice delight for them. So anyway. (laughs) We've been doing this show for a long time now. 
And uh, that's a new one. That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. That's so, good. Anyway, that's what I've been going through. So, you know what? Um, well, I'm glad you're feeling better. And I think that that was a perfect segue into us taking our pants off. Yeah. What do you say we get comfortable? All right. Let's see that smooth butt of yours. All right. Here we go. Well, you know, we're not going to go just straight. I know. I was Bear kidding. butts. But I was you kidding. Get the idea. For the love of God, please don't. Uh, folks, our getting comfortable segment is brought to you by our title sponsor, Weiss Comfort Systems. Pat? Weiss I, Comfort Systems? Have I told you about Pat, uh, Weiss Comfort Systems? No. N- no. Not well, at all. I, I well, don't our, remember our, this. Our buddy Ben Weiss. You know Ben, right? Uh, kind of tall. Uh, like wants to look attractive, but he's not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, I remember him. Uh, his dad, wonderful guy, uh-huh. Dan Weiss. Yeah. Um, part of our p- title sponsor here, Weiss Comfort Systems. He says, "You know what, Jim? When your family lives and sleeps comfortably, so do we." Really? If you got a question about your heating and cooling system, if you just want to maybe reach out and have a good conversation, yeah, give Dan a call. It's 314-629-6304 or D-Weiss, that's D-W-E-I-S at WeissComfort.com. Weiss Comfort Systems, the title, title sponsor. sponsor of Let's Get Comfortable and we're down. <sighs> All right. Feeling better already. Um, Pat, I'm feeling better, and I'm also feeling thirsty. Yes. So why don't we get into our Drake, Drake Merritt drinks, drinks of the show. show. Uh, Drake Merritt is going to be, he's our realtor, but he's going to be your re- realtor too. because He's going to be your real realtor. He's a real realtor. He'll be yeah. your real realtor. And I'll tell you what, Pat, if you're looking to buy or sell, he's the go-to guy in the STL. Yes. Give him a call, 314-517-5565. Use promo code. Champagne Poppy? Champagne Poppy. Papa's got is. a brand new bag? Well, that's for next week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Just give you, them all. Do you want to go first or do you want me to? Uh, I'm trying to remember who went last week first. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter? I'll eat it off. Let's go. Well, wait, are yours cold? Yeah. Let's go with mine because they're not, they're they're getting less cold. Okay, let's do while that. While we're talking. Okay, time, time so, is So, my- Pat, I've been on this, uh, and Sam, I've been on this. You got your cup, Sam? I've been on this boxed wine kick. Yes. Like, I really want us to try all of the yes. Franzia-esque boxed wines. This will take a while. Well, I was in a hurry today. Couldn't get it. Mm-hmm. So... Where'd you go to get your drinks? I went to QT. QT? And I got Vendage or Vendage. 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 Pinot Grigio. But it is a single-serving boxed wine. Uh, I got two so we could... I figured you didn't want to chug a whole box. We could. <laughs> I'm I'm actually shocked that you didn't get three. <laughs> we could give some to uh, Sam here. That's why I had him get a glass. But uh, Pat, this is my favorite style. Of, why don't you give Sam a little bit, and I'll give Sam a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely, we are just gonna share. It's people helping people here. Sam, you just say when, and I'll just keep going. That's good. No, I'm to hear going. No, 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 right, no. All right, no. All right, there you go. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, Pat's like, just get this out of my face. A generous guy. Um. No, this is a uh, this is Vendage Pinot Grigio, which is uh, my personal favorite. Yes. of wine. Are we supposed to shake this? I'm just shaking it just because. It looks like you know what this is. This is the exact same packaging that you drink um, vitamin water out of. Yes, yes, same style. Um, but I feel like this still is considered boxed wine, right? Hundred percent. Yeah. Sure. It's. I mean, it's literally like, like cardboard. So let's give it a go. And I, I said it looks like something we've had. Remember, we had those terrible sangria drinks. Yes. They were t- they were awful, but they were in something similar. But we have not had this. Here we go. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> oh. In my opinion, not awful, but uh, not not to Pat's. Not a white wine guy. Let's just. Yeah. Uh, really, you know. It's funny you say that because I like, I think, I know a certain people, um, specifically Nick Aiello and friends uh-huh. and possible family also. Yes. And a lot of other people don't consider like, ooh, white wine. <laughs> That's not actual wine. No, 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 you got to no. drink red wine. You have to eat that with fish. Have to have red. Hmm. I say, au contraire, if you, if you fancy yourself an actual wine connoisseur, you need to be drinking all wines. Wonderful usage of au contraire. Of course. Wonderful. Uh, I'm going to give this a chug ski. <laughs> I want to entertain the folks. We, we we both went for the drink, and then we both paused, and it was like, I don't want to do this. So Jim's probably almost done. Oh. Like he's going for one more. 
<laughs> wow, this is. I'm just going to tell you right now, this is going to suck chugging, Pat. Yeah, uh, I bet it is. Um, did you finish it? Oh boy, no. Oh, God. Um, if it's taking you three tries, I'm going to go ahead and jump in. Yeah, here. you go ahead, Sam. Official review of Vendage Pinot Grigio. Here you go. No, he can take mine if he wants. I'm just going to keep drinking. I give it a five because it tastes exactly like every other white wine to me. Okay. Middle of the road. A five plays, I think. A five is a, uh, is a, is a, like more of a, just a middle of the road score. And I'm not just saying that because five is the middle between one and 10. Uh, for Sam, that is pretty much just middle of the road. That's respectable. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say that's respectable. Uh-huh. Uh, I would go just slightly higher than Sam and go a 6.1 mm-hmm. uh, because it actually outreached my expectations uh-huh. of what I thought it was going to taste like. How about you? Yeah, I'm going to give this like a one. <laughs> I, I am struggling to drink this a over one? Here. Okay, I'll give it a two because we've never had a one. Wow. I just, I appreciate the white wine people. I do. But my taste buds don't lie. And they're saying, Pat, we're not a big fan of this. Okay. That's, you know. I'll accept it. Respect my opinion, damn it. And you know what? This is a lot of, I'm not even done with this. If you don't want to chug the rest. It's a lot. We can sip throughout the rest of the show. Mm -hmm. How about that? Mm Mm-hmm. You too, Sam. Yeah, Sam, if you want some more of mine, you just let me know. Mr. Five <laughs> over there. Can we jump to mine then? Yeah, please do. I'm so excited that I went second here. We we gotta we gotta speed it up. Let's maybe give it like a like another five minute because we have a wonderful guest on the show. It's gonna be huge. 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 We'll save it. We'll save it for after your drink. What do you got? I got something that I hope you both have had before in like a bar, but not in a can. Again, we're talking about comfort on this show, cocktails in a can, gingerhead. This is basically a Moscow mule in a, in a can. can. Wow. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Cool can, by the way. I know, very a, cool. Was that a donkey on the front? Uh, it's a it's a it's some very angry looking boar like creature. Ooh. Alright, so found these puppies over at Arena Liquors last week. Wow. Isn't that just the mecca of what we need for this show? What? <laughs> Arena liquor over there. <laughs> yeah. It's just perfect. Um, so this cool. is a vodka with natural flavor. 8% alcohol by volume. Gingerhead. Just in a Cheers. orange can. Here Cheers. You go. Cheers. Sam, Cheers. to your health and beauty. Oh. Oh, God. <laughs> you do not like that? No. Are you not a ginger guy? Hate. Oh, I hate Moscow mules. No. I hate ginger beer. I hate. If I yeah. knew this about you, I forgot, and I am genuinely sorry. But then again, you shouldn't I'm, be sorry. You I'm just not, you yeah. just basically told my drink to go fuck off. So basically that's fine. did yeah. And if you want to give mine a one or two, I wouldn't be offended. Uh, it's a one point two for me. Okay, well, and, well my, mine was a one point one. So and the only reason it's a one point two is because I actually enjoy ginger ale, like when I'm on airplanes. But you um, don't like. But you don't. But like, I do not like this. You don't. Like, oh. It's coming back to me now. We've had this conversation. You like ginger ale, but you despise ginger beer. Yes. Well, you know what? Ooh. Remember the days when we had brought drinks and we'd be like, oh, this is, they're both so delightful. Let's mix them and make a super mega drink. Yes. Those were the days. Are you saying we should do that with the ginger and the wine? Oh, fuck no. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, it's just like, ah, oh, you know. We've hit hard times. Yeah, we have. But, but it's we're good. Gonna, we're going to make up for it, though. We have to chug this. Yeah. We have to chug one at least. Why don't, um, we can't not chug either. Do you want me to go and you can tell them about that golf tournament you've been planning for the last yeah, eight years? Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll entertain the folks while you're chugging there, Pat. Joe Marscores, friend of the show, fan of the show, going to get his ass kicked one of these days. It's getting colder, Pat. Getting a little brisk. You're running out of time, yeah. We are, but we really got to get on this probably closer to Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to be me versus Joe. Your 30th birthday. Nine, yeah, Just nine beat him holes. Just on your 30th birthday. Yep, nine holes. You got to finish a beer per hole. Yep. And uh, you and our friend of the show, also Nick Aiello, will be, man. F- will be following us in a golf cart and live announcing, live streaming. Live streaming. The golf tournament. So that'll yeah. be good. Uh, but uh, Joe, in the meantime, appreciate you listening to the show and uh, look forward to kicking your ass. Very Did you finish excited. that? Very excited. No, it's all gone. I don't believe you. I'm kind of liking it less as I drink it more. Yeah. yeah. Ginger beer is just really sweet. Yeah. Um, 
I guess I'll give it a chug. Go ahead, let, let go me, ahead and go for it. No, it's all right. Um, I'm trying to see where this thing came from or if there's any other description on it. And there isn't. It's made in Indiana. Oh, God. Uh, uh, we are just both making ourselves miserable here. This was an awful... Drinks awful show. drinks of the show. Worst ever oh, drinks yeah, of the show. Sam's over there, like, oh, you know what? I actually Sam, Sam. How about a how about a score from official score from Sam? I'm going other end. I I love it. Uh, I'm giving it at least yes. a seven and a half, if not an wow. eight. Yes. One of my top five of the show, probably. Yes. Ever. Holy shit! I love ginger beer. I, I don't care what you think, Bunton. <laughs> if Sam's happy, I'm happy. That is unbelievable. And you know what? I like this too. I just don't like chugging because it's so sweet. It's like chugging it's like soda. I'm going to give this an 8.6. Whoa! Yo! And that's a combined score of like 20. So that was. I win this round. That's such a terrible <laughs> score. I respectfully disagree, but I still respect you. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Well, let's I'm, move I'm, on. Let's move on. We have a wonderful show. We, uh, if it wasn't already wonderful, yeah, it's going to be even more wonderful. We have Mr. Tom Ackerman, sports director for KMOX Radio here, eleven twenty a.m. in St. Louis, Missouri. The sports director for one of the largest sports talk radio shows in America. Absolutely. On this show. Absolutely. Hell yeah, brother! Uh, it's it's going to be an incredible show. So, um, if we can get him on the phone here in a minute, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Tom Ackerman. This is Let's Get Comfortable. I'm Jimmy B. I'm Patty Mo. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. This is Jimmy B. with Let's Get Comfortable. And I got to tell you about our St. Louis realtor, Drake Merritt of the Drake Merritt Home Selling Team. One hell of a guy, one hell of a realtor. If you're looking to buy or sell, he's the go-to guy in STL. Give him a call, 314-517-5565. Drake specializes in first-time home buyers. I myself was a first-time home buyer with him. He is incredible and makes you feel, dare I say, comfortable. Give Drake a call. Again, it's Drake Merritt of the Drake Merritt Home Selling Team. 314-517-5565. Our sponsor right here on Let's Get Comfortable. Folks, Patty Moe here with Let's Get Comfortable. I'm here to talk to you about one of the trendiest fashion stores in town. Ladies, I'm particularly talking to you, but guys, you're going to want to listen to this as well because I'm talking about Paper Dolls Boutique. We're talking women's high-end clothing. But guys, you're going to want to get in there too because they have jewelry. They have cool STL apparel. It's the hats that we wear on the Facebook Live segments. And they have things that ladies of any age and any type are going to like in any season as well. So go on down to any of the Paper Dolls locations in town. They're in Kirkwood, they're in De Pere, they're in Baldwin Grove, and they're up in the loop off Del Mar. Check it out, there's something for every lady. Paper Dolls Boutique, the most comfy, trendy place you'll find, and a proud LGC sponsor. This is Jimmy B from Let's Get Comfortable. Folks, are you looking for a new car, used or new? Give our guy a call, Tony Godfrey, over at Dave Sinclair Buick GMC. He's going to hook it up. I'm telling you right now, they got all kinds of deals going on every single day, and he's going to hook it up over at 314-520-1818. Give Tony a call. He's a very good friend of ours. He's a very good friend of the show, and he's going to be a very good friend of you by the time you get done. And don't forget the Dave Sinclair deal. If it ain't right, they're going to make it right. Free. Hey, you! looking for a new job give brandon conan a call the most comfortable recruiter out there working for new york life you're sitting at your desk you hate your job your boss is pointing fingers you're saying to yourself i need a little more freedom i need to make a little more money and i want uncapped potential give brandon conan from new york life a call he's a great friend of mine i trust him with my finances he can also help you out with financial advising he's been doing it for years with me he's a wonderful human being and even better at his job give brandon conan a call even if it's just to talk about possibly switching careers guys his phone number is 314-809-9602 it's brandon conan your best friend and he's going to get you a new job give him a call Welcome back to Let's Get Comfortable. I am Patty Moe. And I'm Jimmy B. Pat, we have a wonderful guest. Real quick, though. Please go ahead. On the Tony Godfrey, Dave Sinclair, Buick GMC phone lines. Tony Godfrey, if you're looking to buy or sell a new car, I've done it myself. Wonderful man. I know you're going to him for your next car. Absolutely. 314-520-1818. 
Give Tony a call. He's a wonderful man, wonderful human being, and dare I say, the most comfortable man we know. And happy belated birthday to him as well. Sure thing. Dave Sinclair, Buick GMC. That's enough about them, though. Tom Ackerman, sports director of Cam Oaks Radio. Tom, how the heck are you tonight? Thank you for joining. Let's get comfortable. I am doing great. Uh, just making some chili and, uh, you know, enjoying the night. You are. Nice. I can already tell this is going to go very, very well. Absolutely. And what are you putting in that? <laughs> Tom, what are you putting in the chili here? What is that? A, is that a family recipe? Is it like something you, you know, know off the I, internet? I, st- I stay pretty basic. I mean, I go uh, ground beef with some onion and green pepper. You cook that together and then throw in some spice. And I, you know, I mix it up a little chili powder, uh, cumin, a little cayenne pepper, a few things like that. And then uh, we go uh, diced tomato. I toss in um, some red beans, kidney beans, and some black beans. And, wow. you know, so you just sort of taste test it along the way and, and let it cook for a while. I, I do like to put it in a crock pot kind of after I get oh, it yeah. going. And then, for sure. You know, let it. Let it kind of go for a while. So let that puppy go. And then uh, you know you can throw a little cheese on there if you want. A little sour cream. Ooh, big Whatever fan. Whatever you want to do. Well, yeah. Give him a little dollop of Daisy there, Tom. You know. <laughs> hey, uh, Tom. Actually, no joke. I, I'm not blowing smoke. I promise. My my mother. That's the, the exact. As you're rattling off the the recipe, I'm like, yep, 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 yep. Same exact recipe. But I will add, her little secret ingredient is she throws an entire Hershey's chocolate bar in. You know, I've heard that. You know, it just gives it a little sweetness. You can also use beer. Oh, Um, wow. Yeah. You know, you can do a little beer. You can do do some, some people like to throw a little cinnamon in there. But yeah, I've heard the chocolate is a, is a good move. Yeah, it's not too late. I mean, I could I could just throw a whole chocolate bar in there. And see sure thing. Yeah. Run, run it up to the store there. And buy <laughs> yeah. yourself a Hershey bar. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I have two. I have two little girls, so I'm. I'm oh, pretty they'll sure love there's it. Chocolate just, somewhere in the house. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Hey, kids, you got any Halloween candy <laughs> exactly. from last year? Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's awesome. Well, uh, Tom, thank you again for joining us. And uh, real quick, I mean, th- just the background here and how how we got up to this point tonight. Um, kudos to Ben Boyd. The smack guy on our on our side. Uh, we I was texting with him earlier, and he said you'd be willing to come on the show. So thanks to Ben, thanks to you for coming on. Um, real quick though, for the folks who maybe don't know about you, which would be you know just a dumb thing for them. Right, You've been at right. KMOX for how long? 18, Eighteen years. Eighteen years. Yeah, twenty years. Twenty years. Oh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Something like okay. So just can you give us a little background of how you got to. Camo wax and, and and kind of uh, your field in St. Louis sports wise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I actually grew up down the street from Desmet, um, right there in that area off, off of Ballast Road. I'm a St. Louis kid. Oh, uh, beautiful. Grew up here, went to Indiana University, and then came back. And, and I got um, in the door, just got my foot in the door, an entry level job at Camo X, basically running the board and you know making phone calls and getting coffee and. You know, I, I wasn't, uh, you know, I would drive the engineering van to, to set up remotes. And I kind of, I tried to be a jack of all trades just behind the scenes. I was an intern at KC95 during college. Very nice. Two cool. summers yeah. in a row. Nice. And um, so I learned a lot from those guys about radio. And, and then, you know, I always wanted to be a sportscaster. So I did some college radio, but I got in the door at KMOX and just wanted to work behind the scenes. And I mean, you're working alongside you know, Randy Carricker, Dan McLaughlin, Ron Jacober, and then our sports wow. director was a guy named Jack Buck. So, Jesus. I mean, it's just like, you know. Just titans of I mean, the industry. Just, just awesome. Yeah, it's just incredible. And, and um, you know, to be able to work at Bush Stadium and and learn how the greats did it. So I was 22 when I started. I'm 42 now. And I basically just started as a $7 an hour job, you know, working in the middle of the night or whenever they needed me and kind of uh, – you know, made that into eventually getting an opportunity as a reporter just to, to work on a few things. And I just, I hit it at the right time. I mean, in 98, when I, my second year there that was the McGuire Sosa home run race and they oh, needed so an extra cool. person, yeah. you know, covering that. And then in 99, they put me on the Rams beat mostly because, you know, the, the Rams, uh, well, Dan McLaughlin was moving into TV full time and they really needed somebody around the Rams a lot. And it just so happened that the Rams caught fire and won the Super Bowl. And so I, I, I was able to to be there. And then in 2000, started that great run that the Cardinals have had really to this day that the DeWitt era has been successful. So I've had, you know, the the ability to, to work at KMOX and, and learn from a lot of people, but also 
was the beneficiary of some really good teams. So, um, yeah, it's been a good run and in my hometown. So it's been a, it's been a nice yeah. run. So I went from, you know, behind the scenes to, as a producer to, um, reporter to host. And then I became sports director in 2007. So it's been wow. 10 years of that. Talk about as good as it gets right there. Right places at the right times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's right. And now, now they have me working on some news. So I, I'm, I anchored the news in the morning with Debbie Monterey yep. and I do the yep. sports as well. So that has been, um, an additional challenge, I'd say, although, you know, I kind of surprised myself that I, I really enjoyed reporting on news and politics and current events and, you know, shows that I'm not just a sports guy, I guess. And I, I think you've seen that in town. Mike Bush went that route. Steve yep. Savard. Sure. Not that I'm in the category of those guys, but I, I, I felt like I'm not doing enough. I, I, you know, I want to do more. And so now I get to do a lot of it. Well, don't, <laughs> don't sell great. yourself short there, Tom. It looks like you got quite the resume here so that, we're, that we're looking at. So, no, that's great. Can we, can yeah, we back so, up? For, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, the, that's it. And, you know, I do a little college basketball. That's a real passion of mine. So I've, I've been doing that. We're going um, to get to all Missouri that, Valley yeah. Conference. So, yeah, it's fun. So question for you. Let's back up a little bit. You mentioned Mr. Jack Buck. What, what was it like working for him? I mean – that had to have been phenomenal, especially, you know, as a young sports guy, right? Getting into the business and right out of the gate, you're, you're running into Jack Buck himself was, wh- wh- I, I never yeah, met him. Know, what was it like? Yeah. I mean, he was, um, he had a legendary presence, you know, I, I mean, there were some times where you had to pinch yourself that, you know, you're working with him. And I remember from the first day and I, I've told this story before, but you know, that first day when I walked into the office and he's sitting in there the first week, I would say, and I introduced myself to him and, and I said, Mr. Buck, I, you know, it's an honor. And I stuck my hand out to shake this legendary hand. And he said, what kind of pizza do you like, kid? And I said, uh, Great uh, question. pepperoni. He said, I'll, I'll buy it if you go downstairs and get it. And he, yeah, he, he so calls he up. you on an uh, errand. Yeah. 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 He sends me on an errand. So he, he calls in a pizza and two of us sat there and ate a pizza and yeah, that's like his way of getting me to, you know, relax. And, and, uh, you know, I'm just another guy that, that you can talk to. And, you know, it was really, he was a great mentor in, in so many ways. A lot, a lot of the guys were there, but I mean, you're working with Mr. Buck. I, there's another story that I, that I recall just working, you know, and getting that one-on-one time with him, which all of us treasured. There was a time I came back from lunch and I was working afternoon drive and I was hosting sports open line that night. So it was pretty busy. It was about two o'clock and I was trying to knock out this uh, feature and I'm writing and I hear the door open to the sports office and it's just, you know, he had that, you just knew who it was. And I turned around and Jack Buck's standing in the doorway and he goes, Hey kid, let's go to lunch. (laughs) And I, and I looked at him and I said, okay, (laughs) I just, you know, when a Jack Buck asks you lunch, you oh go. yeah, yeah. What are you gonna say? No. So yeah. we went, we went downstairs to the restaurant, which was in the building, and uh, he he told me that I, um, that he heard my post game show the night before, and and I thought to myself, oh, uh, oh. <laughs> so I, the the show, you know, I was in my twenties and trying to make a name for myself and trying to be a big shot, and I and uh, you know, JD Drew was. Uh, a good player, but he got hurt a lot. Oh, yeah. And so he was injured and Craig Paquette filled in for him. And Paquette, I think he had a couple of home runs and the Cardinals won the game easily. And I opened the show and I said, you know, welcome to the show. I said, JD, who I'm like, what a game by Craig Paquette. Who's this guy coming in out of nowhere? I mean, he gets two home runs. It's a, it's a big day and blah, blah, blah. And he said, he looks at me seriously at lunch and he said, if I were JD Drew's parents, I wouldn't like that. Would you? Oh, and wow. I said, no, sir. No, sir. I wouldn't. And he said, uh, you know, look, I, I like what you do and you, you sound good, but I, I want you to knock off trying to be what you aren't. You know, you're trying to be this, trying to be this cute, you know, uh, gimmicky, you know, come up with these little things and, you know, just r- report on what you see, you know, you have great access, do, do your job and, and do it well and be honest in your reporting. And I just, you know, I, I, it was a compliment and he was slapping me around a little bit. And that was like his way his gentle way of pushing me in the right direction. And it was, uh, I, I still remember that lunch very, very well. And so, you know, when I, when I cover things today, and I report on the team. I, I hope that I'm honest and people think that I'm honest in how I feel. Cause I, I pretty much put it all out there, but 
you know, I, I respect the fact that, that, uh, you know, these are people also. And so, you know, report what you see, if they don't do a good job, say they don't do a good job, but to, to ridicule somebody for being injured, that wasn't the right move. <laughs> That's a Man, great story. Absolutely. What an incredible mentor to just, you know, having those yeah. little moments to to pick and choose and, and, and learn from too. And I, and I actually, I got to tell you, uh, not long ago, I was listening to uh, Killcoin and uh, Marlo on, on 590 in the afternoon and they had uh, Dan McLaughlin on and he was telling the exact same story about how Jack Buck in his early days would come in and just be like, you know what? Let's just get a couple of pizzas, and uh, you know, as long as you go down and get them, I'll pay for them. You know, that type <laughs> that of yeah. his thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like his calling card, like the wet. No, bandits. that's totally. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and uh, he was just, you know, he 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 just he loved being part of the group, and he was a great people person, and that, that's probably the best thing about him. I mean, personally, I think the best ever to call baseball are Vin Scully and Jack Buck, and two different styles. Jack oh, yeah. Buck is John Miller once said he's the John Wayne of broadcasting. You know, he just had great timing and it just was cool and everything that he did. Scully just technically perfect. Um, but, but Jack was so much more than the talent behind the mic. And, and you could see it in the visits that he made to hospitals and, and to, to groups around town where he served as an MC for nothing just because he felt like it was his duty. He was a great people person and he just connected with people incredibly well. And I think that anybody who came in contact with him has a story, whether they were his close friend or coworker or somebody that he just met for 10 seconds outside the ballpark or in a restaurant. I mean, he was always up for talking to somebody and, and he remembered everything. And it was just a, a remarkable quality, human quality. Incredible. And, and I feel like, we could probably do an entire podcast talking about Jack Buck, but I, I <laughs> so zero disrespect to, to him, but let's transition real quick to how about these blues this year? I mean, we're, we're on a four and O going to five and O Jack Buck to the 2017 blues. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Like yeah. You know, well, you know here, here, I'll make the transition. So today while we're talking October 11th, 2017 is actually the 50th anniversary of the blues first game as a franchise and Jack Buck called that game. Right. So there you go. So there oh, it is. Jack See, Buck called th- the blues. This is why you how about that? Yeah, how about this? this is why you're the sports director. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and we're, we're just a bunch of schmucks. Our, yeah. yeah. <laughs> doing our podcast. That's, that, was, uh, that was a great segue. Well done. No, yeah. but I mean, so the blues are, um, you know, they, they, we, we grew up here. So we know they, um, are every year, you know, let's, they to say it nicely, they have an opportunity to make history. You know, they've never won a Stanley Cup, yep. and I think that there are a lot of times where we get excited about them, and then they let us down in the end. And um, the, I don't know. There's something about Mikey O. It's just that the and it's not just this year, but last year the way they turned things around so quickly, it was like the players were so eager to play under his system and style. Sure that um, I, I trust what he's doing. And so I think that's really important. The team needed to have that leadership that the players trusted. And Ken Hitchcock's a legend. I mean, he's going to go down as one of the greatest to ever coach and a Hall of Famer and a Stanley Cup champion and a great, great Blues coach. But there wasn't the, the connection was getting lost there. And sometimes that happens even to the best. Sure. And there's something going on between these players and Mike Yo, where you have banged up hockey team that's won four games. And honestly, they haven't played except for maybe the Dallas game at home. That was a pretty solid game, but the other three games, they could have very easily lost. I mean, they, they they lost the lead in Pittsburgh. They lost the lead against the Islanders and against the Rangers in the three, one win Carter Hutton saved them from losing that one. So, you know, they, they haven't played great yet. They're the only four and O team in the NHL. And I think that's notable. And, um, I think they have really good speed and I love their aggressiveness on offense. And so when they add Steen and Bo Meester and whoever else joins the group later, can they continue that? And, and would they be even better with, with those uh, healthy players? So I'm, I'm pretty excited about it, but again, it is October and we all know as blues fans, it is a long, long season. And you know, it's funny because you know, those, those wins you mentioned, what three out of those four wins came on the road, right? And two out of those three came in overtime. Is that am I wrong there? No, the Pittsburgh won, 
and then, and then the shootouts, other shootouts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, Pittsburgh was OT in the in the yeah. Isles, so that was a shootout. I mean, so they're also winning the hard way. I mean, it's not it's not pretty, but I hope that, like you said, while they're being shorthanded, them grinding these wins out. Not to use like a Mike Matheny reference sure, or anything, sure. but like they are they are, they are finding ways to win against some good teams early on too. Sure. Yeah, it's good. I mean, and um, you know, one player that that stands out to me is Braden Shen. What a huge, huge upgrade that is over Yori Laterra. I mean, that's just a, a, an amazing trade that Doug Armstrong pulled off to get Braden Shen over here. And so, you know, now that I see what what he can do in that line that that they featured most of the time with Schwartz and and Shen and Yashkin. I mean, that's a that's a solid line that, that doesn't include Vladimir Tarasenko or Paul Stastny or mm-hmm. Alexander Steen or, or some of these bigger names. So um, Jaden Schwartz fits really well on that line, and that's that's huge for them. And, you know, they do have one of the great goal scorers in the game in Vladdy. They have some pretty good – I know everyone misses Ryan Reeves, but they still have some pretty good hitters and a pretty good size and, and some agitators. And then, you know, you have um, – I think this team will, will win if – a, the goaltending is good because it is a goaltender's league, and I think they have that. But B, the defensemen have to be good and, and healthy. And Alex Petrangelo is already having a phenomenal year. Um, Joel Edmondson looks grown up and a, and a veteran player, and Colton Pareko is the key to all of it. I really sure. think he's a future Norris Trophy candidate and maybe even a future captain down the road. So you know, they have, they've invested in their defensemen, and, and it looks like it's paying off. Sure, and and I appreciate everything you said because I'm sitting here checking off every single item that I was trying to get to. <laughs> <laughs> you just nailed every single one of them. Um, but I but I think it, it, in my own personal opinion, I feel like uh, people might share the same. Is maybe my one concern that may might have carried over from last year is our. Uh, or ability or lack thereof to close in the third period. You know, it seems like we get there and everything's going our way, and then it's it's almost lackadaisical when we get there. We gotta, and I don't know how you feel about that. I feel like it's more more like you you gotta focus on closing the deal here, guys. And, and yeah, you do. There has to be some discipline, and then you you can't um, you just can't commit penalties. You know, the Shen penalty as good as I just said he was, you know, closing his hand around the puck. I mean, the reason he threw it down the ice is basically at that point, he already committed the penalty. So he just wings that puck down the ice. And then the, the penguins came up and, and fired away and scored two quick goals. You, you're not going to get away with that very often. That team has a lot more firepower than the blues do. And they almost won the game because of a, of a bad penalty. So those are things to be careful of. And, and I do think the way that they play with the defenseman pinching offensively, can hurt every once in a while. There, there could be uh, you know a couple guys going back the other way for the opposition, and your goaltender is going to have to bail you out. So they'll have to find a way to to close and and finish games out. And I, I think that they can do that. I, I I still think it's a young team mostly, and so there are going to be some mistakes. I still think that there are some players like Yashkin that still haven't come into their own totally, and this is sort of their last chance. Sure. And so, um, th- you know, there's a lot of pressure. I mean, I, you look at these young players that are coming. You know, there's not a lot of time left for some of the the uh, the younger players who I guess have been around for a few years, like a Yashkin. I mean, they, they're going to have to perform, or Tage Thompson, and eventually Clem Costin, and some of these other guys that are in the minors. Tage is up here, but that they're going to pass them by. So there should be some, some ownership and, and teamwork for sure, but there should also be some urgency for players. If they want to stay up, they're going to have to play games uh, that are uh, that are about winning and about closing. And sure. I don't know, that, that that will come with time. I still like I, I still think this team's sort of a work in progress. I look at them out there, and I, I love what they're doing, but I haven't seen uh, a lot of dominance yet, except for the game against Dallas where they went off to a three, nothing lead and really never let Dallas back into the game. Yeah. Well, it's sure. It's certainly been encouraging to see these first couple of games. It's going to be a great, exciting rest of the season. I think it's a testament to what they've done in their off season too, which brings me to my next point. Uh, some people that might be able to learn from that blueprint, the St. Louis Cardinals in their off season, uh, Pat, our registered nurse of the St. Louis Cardinals here. I'm a on, nurse on the on. Let's get comfortable. <laughs> okay, all right, uh, fine. I'll take it. Thank you. Um, no, t- <laughs> that was a great segue, by the way. See, that of was course, good. thanks. Yeah, I've been That's working exactly on it. Yeah. what he was going for. Yeah, <laughs> except for the nurse part. I don't know if I, I don't know if I agree about that, but whatever. So, um, 
No, so Tom, all right, let's quickly talk, you know, cards off season. Obviously, still some fresh wounds from two years in a row not making the playoffs. <clears throat> Everything from we got Matheny, Lance Lynn's contract, question marks all over the bullpen. I mean, obviously, Jack Flaherty, Luke Weaver, you have some young talent. Alex Reyes comes back next year, probably going to be in the bullpen, but you don't know about Wainwright. Waka has his ups and downs. I mean, I, I feel like the rotation's a, a big question mark. You, they've, they've talked about going out and getting a big bat this year. Is that going to be Stanton, J.D. Martinez? Is it a trade? Are they finally going to use the money from this you know, big contract they're getting from FSN when they renew it? Um, defensively, things seem like they got more sound throughout the season. Bullpen-wise, there's still question marks. I feel like there's really – this is a weird team because – if my math's correct, I believe they won the same amount of games they did when they won like the 06 World Series in the regular season. Um, and yeah, yet this yeah, they won 83 games. 83, same as right? 2006. And then this team, though, even with two wild cards, has now missed out two years in a row. Where would you, if let's let's play the play the GM, you know, put put the GM hat on? What would you be doing to shore up this team to make sure that first and foremost they at least make one of those wild card spots next year that they've come so close to getting to, but missing the last two years, um, you know, if not winning the division itself. I mean, what, what I would do is I've got to make sure that I have, first of all, the, the everybody on the same page. So the right. culture of this team, everybody has to be on the same page. Who's in charge, the manager, Mike Matheny, who are the leaders in the clubhouse, those have been established. They're Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright. Uh, the front office, there has to be trust from Matheny that the front office is going to provide him the proper guidance uh, to make things happen, that they do their homework and they have all the analytics and everything set up for him to succeed. You know, the Boston Red Sox just fired their manager after John Farrell led the team yeah. to the division series the last two years. That's not good enough in Boston. They, and wasn't they, he on the team? Well, I'm sure. sorry to interrupt. Right. Wasn't he on the team when they won the World Series too? He was the manager of the team when they right. beat the Cardinals in 2013. Right. So, um, you know, this is a um, this is a business of winning, and so you know, Mike Matheny will have some pressure on him to do that. Um, but it's on the players also to understand that the the Cardinals have that tradition of winning, and you've got to find the the right mix of players that can make it happen. So it's both. It's it's culture, and then it's also talent. Now let's talk about the talent part. I mean, the, the Cardinals have some talented players, but they, they lacked what they lacked was um, the MVP candidate. You know, Tommy Pham was the team's MVP. That he saved the season. But you cannot put it on the shoulders of Tommy Pham that in 2018, he's the guy. Right. I think there have to be more people around him to make it happen. And so if I look at this roster, if I'm the GM, I say there are a few spots that I think are pretty solid. My catcher is Yadier Molina, and his backup is Carson Kelly. My second baseman is Colton Wong. I'm not sure that I'm trading him. I kind of like how he looked. My shortstop's Paul DeYoung. I mean, very rare do you find somebody that hits whatever he did, about 38 home runs combined. He's almost yeah. 40, yeah. It was crazy. You know, that's, that's just ridiculous, and he's young, and, and he's got he'll learn how to cut down on the strikeouts. I, I like his attitude. He's, he's a winner. Mm -hmm. um, and then in the outfield, Tommy Pham. I mean, I, I really like what he does, and I think he has to be part of it. I mean, he probably is the GM, don't want him speaking out as much as he does about the philosophy and the, uh, the entire team. But, right. you know, I think they're, I think uh, you need to respect his attitude and what he wants to win. And so Tommy, his heart is in the right place and he wears his heart on his sleeve. And I just think he's, to me, you need more Tommy fans on this team. So if I'm going out and looking around, I'm trying to find that, and then let, and then you're talking about the talent. So you need a legitimate three or four hitter who's an MVP style player, and to get them, you're going to have to trade prospects and current players. The Cardinals, fortunately, have like 19 outfielders, yep. so they <laughs> yeah. have. They Is it have only the 19? To, <laughs> I thought it was more than <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> they have the ability to trade. They have a bunch of prospects that they can trade that I think could be major league ready outfielders in a year or maybe even right now. So if you want to go get John Carlos Stanton, you better be ready to deal a bunch of good players and take on a lot of salary, which I think the Cardinals can do. I think they mm -hmm. have the resources to take on a, a ton of salary, even something as large as Stanton's, but you're going to have to give up something. And so 
I don't know what that is. I mean, you mentioned Alex Reyes. I would think that they would not trade him. I'm sure everybody's asked about him. Yeah. I would think they probably wouldn't trade Carson Kelly being uh, that Yachty is nearing the tail end of his career and you probably want to have that solid catcher for the, for the future. Plus, you want to take a little uh, weight off of his shoulders during sure. the season. I would think they probably don't want to deal Carlos Martinez. And, um, you know, I, I think that anything else is still probably in they said it themselves in a press conference is a possibility. I think they'll listen and talk to every team about just about everybody, but I think you need a three hitter, a legitimate three hitter. I think you need a veteran in the rotation because Lance Lynn is, uh, is going to go somewhere else via free agency. So you need to be able to replace him and Adam Wainwright is no guarantee for next year. So you gotta, you gotta find a veteran presence. I think it's a very young rotation. And you, you must find a closer. I mean, I, I look at this. They had eight different relievers uh, record saves. It was a, a, a bullpen that was just sort of put together all year here and there, puzzle pieces. You've got to find a closer, a brand-name closer, because if you do that, then you can the rest of the bullpen can sort of fall into place, and, and I think it, it's just a better feel. So that's how I go for it. And, you know, what, do, what does that mean? Who, who's at the top of the order? Will Fowler be back there? Will Carpenter be there? Will one of those players be gone? I mean, I, I, it, it's hard to say. It depends on whether other teams want. But I think there will be drastic change in that roster, and I think that just has to happen. It, it didn't work. They put a lot into um, that, let's say, for instance, Randall Gritchick and Steven Piscotty would be star players when they saw uh, Jason Hayward go to the Cubs. They said, well, you know, we, we will be okay because Piscotty and Gritchick are, we're going to bank that they're going to be stars and they really didn't turn out to be, at least not yet. So that their, um, their philosophy, I think has to change. I think there should be a little bit of urgency here to make something happen. That was, that was perfect. That was a great thorough answer. I think you covered every base <laughs> that no pun intended. We could right. have asked for, <laughs> yeah. um, the only thing I think I might add on would Juan Nicasio be a guy you're referring to as the closer? I love, yeah, I love I love Juan Nicasio, but I haven't uh, <laughs> I haven't seen enough of him closing games. And when I say brand name closer, I'm thinking of somebody like Bigger, uh, yeah. names that come, yeah Wade Davis. You know, yep. I mean somebody that's gotten the job done in the ninth inning. Not to say Nicasio couldn't do it because I liked what he did right towards the end of the year for them, but um, but we Juan Nicasio would be. He'd be a dynamite setup man for this closer. Somebody else, yeah. Yeah, because we saw Sing O do it for a whole year. And then, I mean, closers are just so, they come and go. You know, they flip-flop as far as their success goes. So Sure. Um, You've given us two very wonderful, thorough answers on the Blues and Cardinals. Incredible. I'm going to shift it over here to Jimmy B. He's got a few Rapid fire questions for you. I I'm think. just going to throw. I'm just. I'm, I'm pulling a Frank Cusimano on you. I'm just going to hit you with some uh, some rapid fire questions. First thing that okay. comes to your mind here, Tom, is uh, favorite sports moment you've called. Now that could be any sport, uh, not necessarily St. Louis. To any favorite sports moment you specifically called on the microphone. You're saying yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. All right. Mm, that I've called on the microphone. Um. Man, that that's that's tough. I mean, I would say for me, this would be just a personal one for me, and that would be the first game that I ever called professionally. Wow. So the, when I when I get asked when I think about that, I think about the first game I ever called. I was like, I was like, I know this is a long answer. I'll I'll shorten it up. But it was Mizzou was ranked fifth in the nation. It was their opening game. It was at Oakland University in Detroit because Ricky Paulding and Arthur Johnson were Detroit guys and they nice. wanted to play a game up there and the place was packed to the rafters and it was my first game ever <laughs> as a pro. That's awesome. And uh, I was like floating on air calling the game and Mizzou won it 90 to 85. Wow. And I would say just the end of that game, like the sigh of relief and the, the enormity of it that I had, uh, that I had done that. That one sticks in my mind. That's incredible. Being a Mizzou grad myself, I can respect the hell out of that one. Thank you. <laughs> um, the uh, most embarrassing on-air moment you've had. Have you had any? Um, yeah, I would say um, I let loose an F-bomb um, <laughs> very, very early. And, you know, it it, uh, it didn't get a lot of play because it actually happened underneath a commercial. So, um 
it was it was very early in in my career and it was so i was so like just taken aback that i had done that on camel x that i thought like my career was over and uh i mean i just was like (laughs) what have i done and it and it was uh you know, it was like it was an open mic that I didn't realize was open, basically. Uh-oh. And I thought that that to me was the worst. And it, it, had, it was so long ago, but I remember before, like it the was social like, media almost, days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was way before social media, but it was. And even then, I don't know that it would have gotten caught. I I don't know how many people actually heard it, but I knew that I had done it, and my producer heard it, and my boss heard it. And well, the coolest thing was the next day I I came to work, and people came into the office and said. Yeah, I remember when I <laughs> I was doing a traffic report and I said you know, <laughs> this, and I remember the first when I said when I let an f bomb go one time, and uh, you know when I was doing this, and I promise you'll never do it again. Yeah, yeah, and it was just it just made me feel better, and I never did do it again. What I thought like I've been on the air on KMOX for like two months, and uh, I'm done. Right? <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah. So I recovered. That's good. It sounds like you know everybody gets their one mulligan, you know, with a yeah, yeah with a, <laughs> right, with, the with an F bomb or something. Right. Uh, what's your favorite St. Louis sports moment? Doesn't have to be while you were announcing or on the air. It could be, but you know, just your personal favorite at St. Louis sports moment. For me, it has to be winning the 2011 World Series. So I would say Game Six. Um, that that was just uh, you know. I remember thinking, I'm not sure that it'll ever happen again. In fact, um, you know, uh, Ben Boyd was sitting with me. So we talked about Ben at the start of this podcast. Sure. But ben and I were down in our studio. We were talking, the Cardinals were down in that game six against the Rangers, and we're talking about how we're going to handle this postgame show if it's the end of the season. And then Alan Craig hits the home run, and suddenly the Cardinals are back in it. And I remember we went out and a few people had left and we're, we found a couple of green seats, right? So our studio is behind home plate between the two clubhouses by the umpire's room. We snuck outside, just kind of just poked around to see if there were any seats open. There were two green seats open. We sat there for the freeze triple oh. and for the, uh, for the Hamilton home run, the Berkman hit, and then wow. the freeze home run. And I, I was just, you know, you soaked it all in. It was the, the all-time sports moment for me in St. Louis. With all there due are respect, many, of course. There's there's some great ones, but that's got to be the top. With all due respect, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that I is mean, incredible. I was in Denver still from for school watching yeah. it on like a, a, a TV in a bar. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, our, our studio is underneath, so we have a nice TV in there and everything, but it's just not yeah. the same. And I'm like, no, we've got to awesome. get out there. Yeah. we got to get out there and see. And, and of course, we got lucky. <laughs> we were right by an old plate. That's incredible. That, awesome. really, is, that a, really is incredible. Got a couple more here for you. We've been talking about some absolute St. Louis uh, legends as far as uh, the on-air personalities go. Um, who are some uh, some guys you looked up to um, and who you still keep in contact with today? And if you could have your own show with one of those guys, who would that guy be? Oh, wow. That's great. Um, I, I would say guys that I look up to, um, we talked about Jack Buck and I certainly did. Um, you know, Randy Carricker was a great influence on me early on in my career because I, I just thought no matter the situation, Randy, it didn't matter. I mean, the, the, the studio uh, could be falling apart and, you know, the, it could be pouring down rain sideways at a remote and Randy would always keep the same demeanor. I don't know how he pulled that off, but he <laughs> taught me how to just roll with it. If something happens, if you get criticized by a, by a listener, if, uh, if the world comes to an end, just, you know, do the job. And, and, uh, he was, I always loved watching how he, uh, handled his business. He was, and he still does it today. He's, he's just really great. So that, that personally to me kind of got me off, started really well, um, in my career. And I, and I still, you know, love catching up with Randy and, and seeing what he's up to. And he does such a great job. And then, you know, Joe Buck has been a good friend. And, um, you know, as a St. Louis person and, uh, and, and my relationship with his father, I thought that, uh, his book was terrific, but you know, he, he's, um, he has so many great stories and relatable. And, and what I like about him is that I can tell him things and, you know, I know it's not going to go anywhere. It's like nice to have a nice trusted friend in the sure. business and another person that I grew up just idolizing. And, uh, I, I couldn't believe that, that we became it, we actually were in contact as 
before I got to KMOX because my father died when I was 18. Let's keep the story short. My, my father died of a heart attack when I was 18, and um, Bob Costas found out about it because I had attended a, a, a sports casting camp, I guess, at UMSL that week, and and the, the director of the camp told him this kid showed up for one day. His father died. And Bob called me personally at home, got my number and called me and we stayed in contact. And when I got the, the job at KMOX, he was like, you, what, you what? He's like, you're at KMOX now? <laughs> and so we've, and we've just kind of stayed in contact. So like personally, he's a very a good friend that I don't talk to very often. I, I wouldn't say I, I abuse that relationship, but every once in a while, if I need some advice on what to do with anything that, that goes on in my career, or sometimes in life, I like the fact that he's somebody that I can call on that um, is just a really, really good person. And he had, you know, both of them, Joe, actually all three of them, Joe, Randy, and Bob worked extremely close with Jack. And of course, Joe grew up with Jack, but they, th there's Jack Buck in all three of them. And, uh, you know, so that they've been uh, good, trusted friends through the years. That's awesome. I, I, if, if you'll allow me, I have a quick story about, um, uh, Bob Costas. I, my, my, or my old boss, um, from St. Louis, maybe, you know, his name is Brian Oberman. He went to, uh, IU also family friends of, uh, of Bob Costas because his wife taught him when he was in like first grade or something here in St. Louis is actually, I should say his ex-wife long story short, Bob Costas is in, uh, his wife. He was like his, his wife's teacher's pet. And they always called him Smiley because the kid was always smiling when he was young. So fast forward 18 years, Bob Costas is at IU interviewing Bob Knight. And afterwards, outside, Smiley Oberman says, hey, I guarantee you if we show up, Bob Costas will know who I am. So they, they hang out out back of the auditorium and Bob Costas comes out and sure enough, he goes, uh, hey, Bob, Bob, it's Smiley Overman. And Bob Costas just stops in his tracks <laughs> and turns around. And he goes, Smiley? Grabs him by the arm. They Back in these days, walks him over to a payphone, calls his ex-wife, and says, you'll never believe who I'm sitting here talking with right now. And he had a 20-minute conversation on the phone with Bob Costas' wife while all of his buddies sat there picking the brain of Bob Costas, like, off on the side. Oh, man. So he's like, God damn it. You know, it's like the best <laughs> yeah. of both worlds, you know? Isn't uh, that awesome? Un like, unbelievable. I, yeah, I, I'll, I'll tell you another one real quick about Bob. So this is what kind of a person he is. So I'm telling you, I, I tell you in all honesty that I still – so I, I still think every day, like, well, how did this all happen to me? Like, I'm just a kid from St. Louis. I, I, I don't, I did never thought that I'd be doing what I'm doing, but you know, it's, it's been, it's been a good long road, a lot of hard work. And, and in 2011, we had the broadcast back on KMOX. We lost them for, for a few years. They went to KTRS for five years. And oh, so, yeah, those are the dark you know, days. I, yep. Yep. Yeah. So when I, you know, I became the sports director in 2007 and, and in 2010, uh, we announced that that the Cardinals were coming back to KMOX. So here we are in 11. The Cardinals have their amazing turnaround. They're in the World Series. It's game one of the World Series. The Cardinals, I bought tickets, and I was able to get these seats. I don't know how this happened, but I, I the tickets I got for my mom are like she's two rows behind the dugout uh, and um, wow. the Cardinals dugout. And and I I walk out on the field before the game, and she looks at me and she mouths, Oh my God, you know? <laughs> and, and I'm thinking, you know, I, this is a, uh, this is a pretty cool moment after all that she and I have been through my, mm -hmm. my dad, uh, passing away suddenly when I was 18. Sure. And so I look to my left and here's Bob Costas. He's on the field. He's on MLB network, getting ready to do his pregame show. And he has his IFB in his ear and he's listening to his producer. And I mean, they're minutes away from going on with the pregame. And he looks out of the corner of his eye and I'm standing by the dugout and he goes, Hey Tom, how you doing? And I wow. like, Bob, how are you? He said, I'm good. I'm good. How's your mom is the first thing he says. Wow. And Jeez. I said, well, she's, she's sitting right over there. He takes the IFB out of his ear, hands the, the producer, his stuff walks over to the dugout minutes before he goes on the air and he goes, Monty, 
Monty, how are you? Wow. She, she's like, uh, Bob, I'm great. <laughs> Shouting over the dugout before game one of the World Series. And he said, great to see you. And he goes back and Tom, great to see you. And goes back and I mean, you know, uh, 10 seconds later, he's on the air on his pregame show. That's just the kind of person he was. He takes the time to say hello, recognize people, remembers everything. And uh, he, he recognized in a, in a blink the importance of that moment for me and um it was it was a pretty cool career moment for me absolutely awesome and and, and i'll wrap That's up so cool i know I'll, uh, I'll wrap up with this one and this kind of you know basically ties a bow on what we're all about here on on let's get comfortable which is one being comfortable two nice drinks nice food highlighting those around town and here st louis what's your favorite restaurant or bar in the St. Louis area to go to get food, drink, and watch a game? That's a, a phenomenal question. I, for me, growing up, Sportsman's Park was the spot. Nice. And I think for me still, if I had a default and I wanted to grab my buddies and just drink some Budweiser and eat some food and watch a game, I'd probably sit at the bar at Sportsman's. Nice. And then, you know, that that's I, I love big sports bars with all the TVs, and there are a lot of good ones, but I also like a place where it gets real packed in and loud, and I've seen some some really good games in there. And then, um, you know, for food, if I'm looking at great restaurants, I love what Kevin Nash has done with Peacemaker. I think, I think it's a really great restaurant. If I, um, and in Sydney Street, if people come in from out of town and they say, "What's the best restaurant in town?" I usually direct them to Sydney Street, but. You know, for me, getting some barbecue is always huge. So, oh, you yeah. know, Pappy's or, or Bogart's or any of those spots. But, I mean, I love just a good, comfortable neighborhood spot. And um, there are a lot of them around town. And, and the cool thing about St. Louis is there are so many of them that I sort of prefer sometimes just to to walk into a place that I've never been and, and sit in, sit at the bar and grab something to drink, order some food, and just watch the game. I mean, sure we have thing. so many great places to go. Jim, have you been to Sportsman's? I have multiple times. Thank God. All right, good. We've all been there. Great yeah. place. No, that great is place. a phenomenal pick, and um, this has been a phenomenal interview. Uh, uh, <laughs> Incredible. Tom, I can't thank you enough for sharing your insight on sports to your your stories of your career. This has been uh, really, really fun for us, and we appreciate you coming on tonight. Well, I, I appreciate you having me. I, I really... Uh, I really love the podcast format, and this is this has been cool. I mean, it's fun. Just, I mean, just sitting yeah. there, yeah. a couple of guys sitting around talking. So, yeah. yeah, anytime you guys want to have me on again, I'd be happy to do it. I appreciate what you're doing. Absolutely, we appreciate you being on here. So awesome! Thanks uh, so much, Tom. Really appreciate it. And, and 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 Pat and I couldn't be more thrilled or honored to 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 actually have you on our show. So it's a uh, from from guys who are who love the industry and and really respect. Everything that's going around with the uh, with with St. Louis media and actual national media, we uh, can't 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 thank you and tell you enough how much we appreciate you coming on. Well, I appreciate you doing it. You know, we get more guys like you talking about sports and things that are going around town. It makes the city that much better. You know, good. we're we're a really good city. Sometimes I think we don't realize it, and uh, and it's a pretty great place to be. That's true. We're, we, we're pretty lucky. That's our goal, man. We get a bad rap, so any chance we get to uh, to tell everybody how good we are, it's it's a good thing. That's right. Well, Tom, you take care. We will do this again, definitely. But uh, Cool, definitely. I uh, appreciate it, and have a good rest of your night. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Take care. Folks, that's been Tom Ackerman, sports director on KMOX Radio, probably, actually, Without a doubt, the best interview we've ever had on the show. We're getting better at this. We say Holy this. Holy shit! We, Pat. we we had Dan Weiss. We had the Andrew Jacobs Meyer forehands thing, and um, no, this was really special. Just, this was fun. Uh, special is the right word. Yeah, it, it was. I'm sitting here thinking, like, God, we we came from sitting on our couch, fucking around for, on Friday nights. Interviewing nobody. And we're interviewing nobody and talking for three hours yep. to packing this into trying to pack into an hour mm -hmm. and, and pushing our our director, Sam, over his limit. Yes. But uh, that that was something special, and I, I really appreciate Tom coming on, and I think that's a uh, a wonderful, wonderful contact for us to have in the future. And thanks to Ben Boyd for making it all happen, too. Thank you, Ben. Yeah, we'll ben. get Ben on here sometime here soon as well. Absolutely. Um.
I don't think we're going to have time for a three questions, but I also feel like I'm okay with that. And I think it's a good time to say thank you, Tom, again. Uh, wonderful show. And for my co-host, Patty Moe. And my co-host, Jimmy B. This is the LGC, and thank you for joining us. This is basically the best hour of the week, I, by the way. I am extremely comfortable, and I'm very proud, Pat. I am too. It's been good. Sam, I think we're going to be cutting this off here. Thank you for all you do. He's Wonderful, doing Sam. he's doing a bunch of like slang signs. A lot of camaraderie here in the uh, in the in the studios tonight. Just a beautiful Wednesday all around. It really has been. So anyway, again, for my my co-host Patty Mo. And my co-host Jimmy B. This has been the LGC. Again. Good night. Stay comfy. Hey everybody, it's Jimmy B over at Let's Get Comfortable. And listen, we all make mistakes. We all get in accidents, and sometimes you need a good lawyer. Give our guys a call and sponsors of the show, Mutrix Finney Law Offices. Now, our guy specifically over there, Chris Finney, great guy, big fan of the show. We really appreciate it. And those guys over there, they provide complete injury care to victims. So if you get yourself in a situation you might need some help, think about Let's Get Comfortable and think about the most comfortable lawyers around, Mutrix Finney Law Offices. Right here, a sponsor of Let's Get Comfortable. Folks, Patty Moe here with Let's Get Comfortable, and I'm here to talk to you about one of the finest fish restaurants in town. If you are a fan of seafood, you need to go to 801 Fish in the Carondelet Plaza up in Clayton. I know that we're, we're, we're a town that's big on pork steaks and Emo's pizza and all those good T-Rav St. Louis fixings, but there's nothing better than a fresh cut of seafood. And 801 Fish is probably, no, undoubtedly the best place in town to get the freshest fish. They fly that stuff in from the coast within 24 hours. It's in the water on your plate. Our buddy Ryan Krasinger is the GM over there. He will treat you right. It's a beautiful restaurant, great drinks, great service. And oh yeah, did I mention great seafood? 801 Fish in Carondelet Plaza. Go check it out. A proud sponsor of Let's Get Comfortable. Comfort. That's the key word here on Let's Get Comfortable, folks. I'm Jimmy B. Let me tell you about our new title sponsor right here on Let's Get Comfortable, Weiss Comfort Systems. Dan Weiss over there has been doing this for years folks he knows what he's doing and he's trying to make you as comfortable as possible whether you're a first-time home buyer whether you like to do things from home on your own give them a call dan told me you know one guy told him once he does everything now by the book and by that he means his pocketbook and his phone book and i think that's a fantastic way to look at things because if you look at Dan and you look at Wise Comfort Systems, they're going to be just like talking to your best friends and getting a recommendation on how to do things for your home. Give them a call at 636-343-8440, folks. They have all different types of financing options for qualified applicants, whether you're looking to replace your heating and cooling system, whether you're looking for maintenance, anything, they can help you out. Give Dan a call. Their motto over there, when your family lives and sleeps comfortably, so do we. Weiss Comfort Systems, our title sponsor, right here on Let's Get Comfortable.